0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets. Rappaport to the rescue with award-winning animal advocate Jill Rappaport. Welcome to Rappaport to the Rescue. I'm Jill Rappaport, and it is hard to believe that we are just a little over six months since I started this podcast with my dear friend, Bill Berloni, who's joining me today. And I have to tell you, Bill, we have been so blessed. We have gotten unbelievable guests on this show. I pinch myself every show. And this morning, I not only woke up pinching myself, I was grabbing both arms. Today, we have the one and only Tina Fey. Bill I can't even express how excited I am.
1: For you to say that after having interviewed some of the biggest stars in the world, that that really is something.
0: Well, you have a special connection to Tina.
1: Absolutely. Yes, I do. Just like you, Jill, we're always looking for dogs for good homes. And I got a call from my friend, Rachel Dratch, asking me if I could help her find a dog for her friend, Tina. And I texted back, sure, no problem. The next thing I knew, I had Tina Fey's phone number. Great number to have. Yeah. And what's even more unusual is that I called it and she picked it up and went, hello, Tina Fey here. (laughs) So there has to be a certain level of trust when you get a celebrity's phone number like that. And it's all because of our love of animals. And she explained to me that her and her husband wanted to adopt a new little miniature poodle and asked if I would help. And I said, absolutely. And that's how our, our relationship started. And what I love about her, how she
0: picks up the phone. Hey, Tina here. She's so down to earth. I mean, she is what you see, not only incredibly talented, great sense of humor, but just so authentic.
1: And that's what animal people are, authentic. You can't be a fake around your dog.
0: (laughs) Well, let the fun begin, because when we come back, the one and only Tina Fey will be joining us. Stay tuned.
1: take a bite out of your competition. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Want to know who the latest trendsetters are in Hollywood? How about Irish setters? Find out who's been spotted with spots, chowing with their chow, and shopping for Gucci with their poochie. Get the scoop on all the latest celebrity pet patter right here. PetLife Radio. Let's talk pets.
0: Welcome back to Rap Report to the Rescue. And did I mention how excited I am for our guest today? Tina Fey is not only an actor, comedian, writer, producer, and playwright, she is best known for her work, of course, on Saturday Night Live and for creating the series 30 Rock. I love that show. And Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And how about her film work? Who Could Forget Mean Girls, Baby Mama, Date Night, Sisters, just to name a few. And there's a whole slew of awards, including nine Primetime Emmys, three Golden Globes, five Screen Actor Guild Awards, and seven Writers Guild of America Awards. In 2008, the Associated Press gave Faye the AP Entertainer of the Year Award for her Sarah Palin impression on SNL. And in 2010, Faye was awarded the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor, becoming the youngest recipient of that award. But wait, if that's not enough, the great news on February 28th, she will be back on NBC. They're back. Tina Faye will be once again teaming up with Amy Poehler as co-host of the 78th Golden Globe Awards, and they will be doing it by Coastal. But what brings her the greatest joy? Her marriage to the equally talented Jeff Richmond and their two beautiful daughters, Alice and Penelope. And of course, they are the perfect pet parents to two poodle pooches, including the marvelous Ms. Mabel, who they recently adopted. Oh, hi, Tina. That intro to you was longer than my first marriage. Oh, no, no. I have never read so many accomplishments. You are truly amazing. We are thrilled to have you here today. Very, very kind of you. Thank you. Tell me about how your love of animals began.
2: Well, it's funny. I am a, a late-breaking animal person because I'm allergic to cats and allergic to pretty much all dogs except poodles, and which I just knew from growing up that family friends we had that had a little toy poodle, that was the only dog that I could play with and not get sick. And I do have sort of a anaphylactic, not, well, I guess that's extreme, but an asthma kind of reaction to most dogs. And so I, we never grew up with any dogs. My husband grew up in the country in West Virginia and Ohio, and so he was a dog person, but in that the, you know country way where you just go okay go outside guys <laughs> and so even when we got our first dog teddy who is he's out right now he's on his walk <laughs> but um, he's having a walk he's having his walk but even when we got him it was a real adjustment for me and a real adjustment for jeff too because he wasn't used to how much kind of care a dog needs in the city nothing like those wee-wee pads if they can't go out Yes. And it was a hard adjustment for both of us. I remember one day when Teddy was a puppy. Also, my younger daughter was too young. There was times where were, both of them would just be pooping on the floor at the same time. And she was 17. No, she was. A baby. <laughs> and I remember at one point, Jeff said to me, you're frustrated with him now. But someday, he's gonna die. And you'll be so sad. And I just laughed and I go, that's the deal. I'm mad for 15 years and then I'm incredibly sad <laughs> but we <laughs> but we have found the middle ground now where I really do <laughs> love that little guy and even in his failings I do feel he's really a part of our family and then this past summer our younger daughter was turning 9 and she was just very aware that that our older daughter had received Teddy as a gift from Santa Claus. Oh, so now it's her turn. Right, after Christmas, yeah. And she is a, my daughter Penelope is a true deep from the moment of birth, animal lover, every animal, every insect, every bird. And so that's when we thought, well, maybe we could try to find another rescue friend knowing that we had to track down a rescue poodle. What brought you to Bill Verloni? And that's what brought us to Bill, who my friend Rachel Dratch had gotten help from And Bill was so helpful and cares about animals so much. And he pretty miraculously, quickly helped us find Mabel, who is, I know this is a podcast, but I have Mabel right here if you want to meet Mabel.
0: Oh, I want to see her. Mabel is very cute. And I can tell our listeners, oh my goodness, (laughs) she doesn't even look real. Tina, she looks like a stuffed animal. Too bad. I feel so frustrated from our listeners because this is like a rust-colored stuffed animal, the cutest thing you've ever seen. Oh, my goodness. Bill, good work. We were talking about this earlier. On your mission to help Tina and Jeff and their family, you always have concerns when a dog or a puppy is given as a, quote,
1: gift. Correct. Correct. You know, we don't like when people just go out necessarily and buy a pet as a gift. But Tina and her husband, Jeff, and even their other daughter, it was so planned out. They knew exactly what they wanted. And they helped me really find the right dog, which is the right way to get any dog.
0: That's the best way. And Tina, you know, looking at your family now, obviously, you and your husband, Jeff Richmond, incredibly busy, incredibly talented people, you've got 100 jobs on any given day. But yet your first priority your two beautiful daughters, and to be the proud pet parents to these wonderful dogs. Tell us about the commitment and what they bring to your lives.
2: Well, I think like so many people during the pandemic, we realized we're home a lot and this would be an opportune time to take a new member of the family in. And so we have been able to be here for all four of the children in the family, (laughs) so much more. That said, I have to give credit to in the city here, our dog walker Gretchen Berger is the greatest most loving dog walker of all time, sometimes think that if she and Teddy, if it were legal for them to elope, I think they would maybe think about it. The dogs both go crazy with excitement when she comes to walk them.
0: I always say the old cliche, who rescued who? And they give us such joy and comfort, don't they? Yes. And again, I'm not a parent of two-legged children, just four, but- I know what my dogs do for me.
2: Yes. Both dogs have been a real calming influence, especially in this kind of dark and stressful time to just be present and sit in a chair with them. And there have truly been times, I think with every member of the family, when they've been anxious about something and I'll say, you know what, just go sit with Teddy and Mabel, just go sit and pet them and and it'll calm you down. And I think that has really been a blessing for all of us.
1: Does Mabel sleep with your daughter?
2: Mabel does not yet sleep with Penelope. I think she has a, sort of a room that she sleeps independently. She's not crated anymore. And she's, I would say 90% good on, I, I don't find any accident in the, in the room in the morning, still occasional failings. Mabel did something that <laughs> Teddy never did. Uh, that was that every once in a while, and I think we texted you bill about this in the beginning, she would run up and jump onto a bed and pee, which was, we were like, Oh no my dachshund does that too. Yeah. You know, though, actually another really nice thing, that's what I was going to say about her coming to the family is that Teddy is eight and was kind of a kind of an anxious little guy and her presence has really warmed him up. They actually play with each other and they tussle and they. it looks like they're making out on the floor and they roll around and that has really invigorated him. He's, I feel like, a more energetic dog. I always say that, Bill. Don't you agree? Like to bring a younger
0: dog gives the older one vim and vigor.
1: As long as it's the opposite sex. And that was the first thing I said to Tina. Otherwise, they'd be competitors. But now, you know, Tina got him a great little girlfriend.
2: Yeah, we do think that Mabel might be the alpha, like she might <laughs> <laughs> she might be the boss of him, but they're getting along well. Also, he used to be a really picky eater and turn his nose up at things. But now that he knows he might lose it, he <laughs> eats it well. Yeah, and he's got a young
0: chick girlfriend, not bad, huh? Yeah. That's pretty great. And the fact that you rescued this time, Tina, you adopted this dog, that yeah. is such an important message for everyone listening to this. It's what my whole life and this show is all about, you know, giving a second chance, a new life to an animal waiting so desperately in cages across the country. How has that affected your life and what has that taught your daughters?
2: Well, hopefully it's, yeah, it's taught them to think of others human or animal and to think about who's in need over what you want and maybe the instant gratification that you want and instead of going, you know, to a pet store and choosing by color just trying to find a someone who really needs a home. And the nice thing too is that since Mabel came into our lives, two other friends have been inspired to adopt. So that's been nice to see.
0: And, you know, I always say this all the time. You never feel lonely. And this last year, especially, and even now into the new year, boy, do they give us comfort, right?
2: Yes. Also, you know, my kids are nine and 15 now, and they don't always want me to hug them. <laughs> but but Mabel and Teddy will let me hug them. <laughs>
0: See, (laughs) that's great. You you can give your love that way. You know, we mentioned your husband, Jeff, Jeff Richmond. I loved reading about the two of you. And considering Valentine's Day was just here, you guys are about to celebrate, I believe, June 3rd, your 20th anniversary. I think you're right. (laughs) I had to remind you. Maybe that's not a good thing.
2: (laughs) But it's funny. Yeah, that's right. That's true. What is the secret? I don't know. I mean, I think people talk about what their love language is, you know, and I think our love language is kind of working together and helping each other in the workplace and around the house. You know, Jeff does a lot of cooking for the family. Our morning routine, I get up and walk these dogs while he makes coffee. Each is a selfless act in its own way. I just think, I don't know. I think we are together almost all the time, even before this pandemic. Yeah, you work
0: together on so many projects. Jeff is a huge talent in his own right.
2: Yeah, Jeff's super talented. Here's where he's actually scoring. He's got some scoring to do for some TV shows that we're working on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the secret. is. I know that the sort of fussier things like jewelry or flowers and perfume on Valentine's Day, like that doesn't mean anything to me. And that's not really how we operate. So I don't know keeps the
0: sizzle. I mean, a lot of people didn't even make it through COVID. And here you're getting ready to celebrate 20
2: years. Together. Yeah, quarantine is a real test of whether you guys are people are functioning as a unit. And it's not to say that there aren't. I also think we're good about letting each other have time if we need it, you know, to be like, okay, I'm gonna go I'm going to go watch a movie of my own, today, especially during quarantine. We've gotten to the place where it's like, okay, all four of us are going to go do something else separately after dinner. And that's fine because we've been together for 300 days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but who's counting? Well, you know, everything I've read and watching the two of you, I think the sense of humor. I know he gets oh, such a, sure. right? The two of you really gel in that area. I mean, what are some of the things you love about him most? What makes it click?
2: Yeah, is really funny. He is one of the funniest people and, you know, can be in a room with him and a bunch of professional comedian actors, and he'll still be the funniest person there. And he is very generous and giving of spirit. And also just to see, you know, to see someone who's such a good father to humans and dogs. That's very... Sexy. Sexy quality. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I want to congratulate you because that is a great milestone. I'm wishing you an advance. Happy anniversary.
2: I feel like we're going to make it.
0: <laughs> I think you will. But no, you two have worked together and what an incredible life. And Tina, I was literally jumping up and down when I heard February 28th, they're back. You and Amy Poehler, Co hosting the 78th Golden Globes again. I am so excited, but it's going to be, I would imagine,
2: a little challenging because you're bi coastal. Yes, we're going to do it from each coast. Amy's going to be at the Beverly Hilton in Los Angeles, and I'm going to be in the Rainbow Room, apparently, and we're going to be able to talk to each other live coast to coast. It figured it made sense because one, Amy and I are both big rule followers by nature. And you don't have to tell us twice that we're not supposed to travel. We're not supposed to travel. Right. So we're staying put. And we figured also there will probably be nominees in each city that also were reluctant to travel. And so we're going to see who who will be where in terms of presenters. And we're not really in charge of how it actually works. So I don't know if we'll see people in their homes or what for the winners. But we're going to be talking to each other coast to coast. As always with the Golden Globes, we don't really know yet what we're going to do. We're going to figure it out like... (laughs) The week before. Yeah,
0: Proud knowing you that night because you're such great ad-libbers. But how will that affect the dynamic that you're not side by side?
2: Yeah, we'll see. Obviously, it's it's really fun when we're together. And it's really fun. I think a big, we were talking about like what makes the Globes fun is all those people in the room together. And you're sort of like, oh, look, you know, Brad Pitt is talking to Mrs. Maisel or whoever, the mix of TV and film and, and the idea of like, maybe it's a little sloppier than other shows. We can't promise that we will still be very sloppy that we can bring. (laughs) Um,
0: And, you know, because this last year and going into the new year, we have just been inundated and overwhelmed. This has been by far the most challenging time of all of our lives, not only health wise, but politically. How will these things affect your monologue, your jokes?
2: Yeah, I feel like that doesn't seem like a venue for political jokes. Like, thank God. (laughs) But I think Amy and I really have sort of talked about how, like, can we just make it like a fun hangout for people at home to feel like they're enjoying something live that's kind of a stress reliever? So I don't think you can expect much politics from it at all.
0: Well, I'll tell you, because what we've been going through, We really need you and Amy. And this is a time, I mean, when I heard this, we were all so happy. You guys are fabulous together. We need to be able to laugh.
2: We need a release, right, Tina? We do, yes. We need a little stress relief. We're all in this together. We'll see if we can find one thing to laugh (laughs)
0: But, you know, looking back at the last year and I'm looking at your family, you truly obviously have a very blessed life. You know, Alice and Penelope, wonderful dogs, you know, Teddy and his much younger chick, Mabel, and your husband. You know, it's so great that during these times you do have such a self-contained, wonderful unit, isn't it?
2: Yes. I think like a lot of people who are going through this time feeling tremendous gratitude for what you have for your health, for your, your home, when people are losing so much losing loved ones, but also losing their employment and facing food insecurity. And there's so much stress in the world that, yeah, we're very, very, very grateful for what we have. And have been trying to focus on ways to give back and, and help other people in this time. Well,
0: you've certainly done a lot just by adopting Mabel and Bill. I know during a pandemic to bring a new animal in the home is so comforting and it really makes a difference during this time. We've talked about this all year, but it was the perfect time for Tina and Jeff to bring this little angel into their home?
1: Absolutely. And you know, like Tina said, it inspired two of her friends to adopt, go out and adopt and Actually, the first dog I showed Jeff was a standard poodle. And when, when we met it, he was, he was very damaged. He was very fearful. And when I left the group, I knew that they wouldn't have the skills to, to rehabilitate that dog. So I fostered it and we found it a home. So again, it was another result of meeting Tina and helping her get those dogs. So three dogs elsewhere have been adopted.
0: And, Tina, are you thinking maybe of number three? Would you possibly take in
2: another one down the road? Well, we'll see. Jeff does keep saying, like, see we're sitting (laughs) with two minutes. Bill's nodding. No, no. We need a third one. We need a third one. (laughs) Oh, Jeff is game for
0: three? I love that. He claims to be. (laughs) Bill, why are you nodding your head? Our listeners can't see you do that, but we see you. No, no.
1: (laughs) Well, if you have a good marriage, why would you need a mistress? (laughs)
0: ask a lot of men that question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's the perfect balance and having a third would just create some competitive for the affection. And I think it would throw the whole balance off.
0: Thank you.
2: I I just recorded that and I'll play that back.
0: (laughs) You'll keep recording that and playing that to Jeff. Tina, could there be anything else on your plate this year? I mean, what else are you doing? I know you
2: have a new series. We have Mr. Mayor, which is on NBC right now. I'm producing a new series for Peacock called Girls 5 Eva. That's really fun. And Bill worked with you on that. He brought an animal. What did you bring?
1: I brought the big cockatoo that was in the bathtub scene and a, an extra dog for one of the outdoor scenes. So so
2: Bill and I are working together. And then that's the bulk of it for now. Will you be making any SNL appearances in the future? Not that I know of, but they know where I'm at. <laughs>
0: Oh, they've got your number. All right. You are one of my favorite people. And what I've always loved about you, and when I was at the Today Show for 21 years and got to interview you over the years, you are who you are. There's no different Tina at home, on stage, in the dressing room. This is it. You've never changed with everything you've achieved. That's very nice. Thank you, Jill. That's very kind. It's of you. true, though. And, and again, what do you attribute that to? Were you brought up just to, did your parents say, hey, you're still a little Tina that we remember would screw up every
2: now and then? Yeah, I had good, strong parents that I was just afraid of enough. <laughs> and I also think because I didn't get on TV till I was over 30. And I think that makes a big difference.
0: And when you've had so many fingers in so many pies, you know, director, producer, all these roles, which gives you the most gratification? I
2: think writing. I think there's such a deep satisfaction when you write something for someone else and it's funny and that you see someone else getting laughs with something you wrote. That's pretty delightful because then if you're not in it, then you don't worry about like, oh, was my hair weird that day? Or did I, you know, or I was younger then. you just, it's easier to... (laughs) to watch someone else do it.
0: And speaking of hair and makeup, have you picked out the dress for the big night? Have you already started
2: that? No. (laughs) No, we're going to figure it out normally back in the day because it's been five years too, since we did it. So I remember I missed you. It's been five years and we used to go, oh, the places we would go, Jill, to couture houses and meet with designers. And oh my God, there were muslins and mock-ups and now it's just going to be like Nordstrom Rack. What do we got? And the <laughs> jewels. Remember the jewels you would yeah, be probably we'll still borrow some really good jewels. Yeah, that's the fun. I'm going to wear something good. I just don't know what. Yet.
0: Are you one of these people that doesn't eat for a week before? Or no,
2: not anymore. No, no. I always ate. I always ate. But your priorities. You think everything's changed? Everything, right? I think the pandemic changed stuff, right? For people where you're like, you know what? This is me. This is what I look like. Everybody, relax. <laughs>
0: Well, I am so excited. I am waiting with bated breath and a wagging tail. I know Bill (laughs) is as well. Tina, it has been a joy. We are so happy to have you on the show. Bless you for for rescuing and what you do for animals. And Bill, I know that this has been a great connection for you. And it just makes us feel so good when somebody like Tina, because it gets the message out to millions, doesn't it?
1: Yep, it sure does. And, you know, once again, the the goodness of animals have introduced me to another wonderful couple that I I now know I can say and appreciate. Yeah,
2: Bill, thank you for everything you do for animals. It's really your dedication is
0: incredible. He never stops. Yeah, Unbelievable. Thank you both so much. And I wish you the best and everybody tune in February 28th, NBC, the Golden Globes. They are back. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Thank you. And Thank you, everyone. We're so thrilled that you tuned in today to wrap Rappaport to the Rescue. Stay safe. Let's Talk
1: Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.